You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. We are Brad Gray and Janine Bitson with Real Presence Live. And we're at the point where we all realize that we have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father, stand as, as great witnesses of fatherhood. They lead us into communion and friendship with Jesus, His Son, um, l- life in the Holy Spirit. We want to honor our spiritual fathers each week on Real Presence Live with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. So let us know who you would like to honor each week on Real Presence Live, and we will draw a name and share stories of great spiritual fathers around our listening area. This week, we would like to honor Father Drew Braun, the pastor of St. John's Church in Duluth and St. Joseph's Church in Neeson. That's fantastic. So congratulations, Father. We will be sending him donuts courtesy of Kubaker Trucking. Kubaker Trucking. Kubaker Trucking is uh, they deliver road materials, rock for your needs, topsoil for lawn and garden, plus dust control applications for roads. You can contact Jack at 307 680 1814. Father Drew Braun, uh, I'm sorry, Vicki nominated him. She called it and nominated him. She says, Father Drew Braun is an incredible priest. He followed in the footsteps of a, of a very popular priest, Father Richard Kunst, in July. 2018, tough act to follow, but Father Drew has proved himself as a loving, kind, caring, concerned, and involved pastor of a large church. He's just a wonderful person, and I bet he loves donuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, who doesn't, right? I mean, that, that seems like a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Again, we'd like to congratulate Father Kern on being chosen for this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. Today's Honor Our Fathers segment is brought to you in part by Kubacher Trucking. Kubacher Trucking delivers road materials, rock for your needs top soils for lawn and garden, plus dust control applications for roads. You can contact Jack at 307-680-1814. And if you would like to help sponsor this segment, please call Brett at 605-670-8333. That's 605-670-8333. That's our Honoring Our Father segment. Uh, again, Feel free to call in and nominate your priest at uh, calling Brett at 605-670-8333. We'll step away. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. I hope your day is a little better and your burdens are made a little lighter by the message you are hearing. Please tell others about Real Presence Radio and invite them to listen. If you've been listening for a while, please consider joining the family and offering your support. Our goal is to change lives by bringing others closer to Christ. And together, we are changing the world. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. 
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we are so incredibly back with Real Presence Live. Brad Gray and Janine Bitson on this morning. We're so happy to be here. Uh, Janine, this is a great start, right? It is. It is. I mean, it's uh, it's a real passion of mine, yeah. uh, the pro-life movement. It's so important. Um, it's, to me, the most important thing in the world. You participated in the march how many times in D.C.? Uh, I was out there eight times and helped with Father Charles getting mm. the crew from Shanley out. Um, it's something I miss, going mm. out there with the kids. Uh, they leave this afternoon, which is exciting. Mm. And I saw you, Mary, packing up their bags last night, oh, yeah. uh, so they're heading out. Um, it's just a real important testament for them to be physically there mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just um, it helps them the rest of their lives as they get into their adult life to really understand the importance of you know just the gift of life it's always such a powerful witness seeing yeah. these you know, millions of people gathered together in defense of life and defense of human dignity, something that is uh, more and more neglected and overlooked and forgotten mm-hmm. today. And, you know, certainly in the, the realm of, of pro-life, but, you know, in the realm of even our dignity as sons or daughters and, you know, who we are as men or women. Right. And all. Just, there's, there's a real dia- uh, concerted diabolical attack on the human person. Yeah, and and when you think about it, um, just about any conflict there is in the world, it has to do with the lack of uh, respect for the dignity of human life. Yes. And so if we can get this, uh, if we can get this abortion thing right, mm-hmm. if we can you know, really get this pro-life thing right, then we take away so many conflicts in yeah. the world. You know, I've, They I've, just disappear. I've been so convicted of this for uh, a long time. As you read through the, test, the, uh, the scriptural testimony of Old Testament Israel and how you have the, the kings of the, the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom of Judah, and you have God's promise to his promised people, this is their land, and so on. Uh, but ultimately, it's the destruction of their, their young ones mm-hmm. that leads them into exile. And you, they even have the greatest king uh, of, of all the history, of greater than King David, King Josiah. It's this great reformer, um, but his grandfather Manasseh had slaughtered uh, you know small infants in uh, sacrifice to this pagan god mm-hmm. um, and the Lord says to the prophets that it's it's too late the ship has sailed Josiah is trying to work reforms but the blood of these innocents cries out for for judgment mm-hmm. and so Josiah is cut down early in his reign and in short order Israel's brought off into exile and and that that was a key point of of the the decay of Israel. Yeah, and and even um going to DC with these kids, there's actually scripture from Deuteronomy mm-hmm. that is, you know, in the the capital in the uh, mm. Jefferson Memorial as when it talks about life and then at the Jewish Holocaust Museum where the eternal flame is lit they also reflect on Deuteronomy and uh, you know life so yeah it is something we need to get right I mean yep. when you think of even Our Lady of Guadalupe and what was going on uh, down in the area of Mexico yeah, in Central right. America with the children's sacrifice I mean I mean, it's just so important that we get this right. I think I hear something. Oh my goodness, yes. I did hear something. 
It's the numbers. It's the numbers for Straight Talk. So this is the time where you can call and join the conversation, get in, throw in your two cents about this this huge critical issue of of the respect of human dignity. You can call in, join the conversation with Father Joseph Christensen at 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Or look us up on Facebook. You can submit a, a question or comment there as well. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Brad. What a nice treat to, to have you, you on this morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Father, this is a this is a topic that's very near and dear to your heart. Uh, you live and and work uh, in many respects at the Saint Gianna's Saint Gianna's Maternity Home in Warsaw, North Dakota, right? Uh, what what is it, what does today mean for you? The- uh, today is a a day to to recommit. I think yes. our our hearts, our efforts, our energies. Uh, it's easy to get discouraged mm. uh, not always seeing results or or uh, there are result results there are uh, babies being saved and the 40 days for life and so forth and and uh, at the St. John home there's babies being saved mm-hmm. you know uh, I always uh, thank there's actually a, a layman <laughs> there who always thanks the mothers for for giving life to their baby mm. And uh, so it's a good day to be reminded of that. And there are little victories, uh, but but we have to recommit until this scourge is ended. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, it's um, it was really nice to to see the president even uh, make this a national day of prayer. You know, for the unborn and right. for the dignity of human life. Right, so right. That was uh, one of the most uh, uh, pro-life presidents. Yeah, we've ever had. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is fascinating. <laughs> you say a lot of things about him, maybe, but uh, he's definitely pro-life. Yeah, and praise God for that. Right, right. You will. We'll take. That's exactly. the biggest win. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, and and it is so important, like you say, to recommit yourself. You know, you talk about defending the unborn and protecting the unborn, but we're also helping to um, lift up the women who are in these unplanned pregnancies, mm-hmm. and that's what's so beautiful. What you do at Saint Gianna's Maternity Home, that um, being pro-life is more than just the child. Mm-hmm. It's you know that child of God who had this unplanned pregnancy and helping them you know with their life as well exactly to to rebuild them to build them up to love them many times they uh haven't really had true love or you know you know um i i've said this many times father fatherhood is failing uh fatherhood needs to be rebuilt and many times the fathers of these children or even in their own families have failed or or fall short Unfortunately, and uh, that's that's why they are are, are with us with the, with them with us at the St. Gianna home, and so we're we're happy uh, to to be able to help them to reach out to lift them up. Um, so, so the big picture is rebuilding fatherhood, mm-hmm. and uh, in the beginning, uh, Mary Pat and Father Hills and the board and so forth they were praying for nuns and funds <laughs> <laughs> and they try to get uh, some sis- religious sisters to come but uh, in God's plan <laughs> he brought friars w- w- which is so beautiful mm-hmm. uh, and not to tout my own horn but uh, <laughs> but 
this is what the women need. They need a good and holy example. Like Brother Francis is like a brother to them. Right. I'm a father to them. To see what a what a man should be. Yes. Uh, uh, responsible, hardworking, loving, uh, prayerful, and so forth. And so it, it's a beautiful gift uh, to be able to be there, to be a, that influence, uh, and to be a father to them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Very important. Well, it's, it is um, in God's created plan. Uh, that was the plan, <laughs> you know, the, the mother, the father, the procreation of the child, the, the family unit. And unfortunately, the world has taken that and, and decided what their plan's going to be. And so for the women to have that example of good, holy men, you know, it, it, and, and to have the children. Mm-hmm. Have examples of good holy men around them is so important. Right, right. they need that yeah. that human formation that um, that that we all need is, right. is important for a proper and healthy formation uh, through through childhood. Right. right, right, and and that doesn't stop. I mean, even as husband and wife, you need to work on your marriage. You need to, you know, be that healthy relationship for your children, mm-hmm. not just when they're younger, but when they're they're grown adults, and mm-hmm. and that example. Has uh, for them when they're older. Yeah. Father, I love what you... Oh, first, I should give out the number again so if people can yes, call in. Yes, yes. Uh, that number to get in the conversation with Father Joseph Christensen is 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Or submit your question on Facebook. I love what you're saying, Father, about this aspect of being a father, being a, a masculine presence. Uh, in, in these women's, these children's lives. Uh, and, and the reality is, I mean, no one wins in abortion, right? I mean, the, right, the women right. don't win. The babies certainly don't win. The, oftentimes, the fathers don't win. No one's dignified <laughs> through abortion, right? And sometimes you'll have it the case where, I mean, most often women are the ones bearing the burden right, of, right. of these situations. But sometimes you'll have it the case where you have a, a dad who desperately wants this baby. Yes, and, yes. And he's completely powerless yeah. to stand by as he has to stand by and watch his child be killed you yeah. know and and so it's it's such a it's such a difficult uh, awful scenario situation in our world right now that everyone loses in this right, this right. situation with with abortion and to have men being active and involved in this i think is is really a critical thing mm-hmm. right and not in a mastering way not in a mm-hmm. s- slave to a master not controlling uh, at all but to but to be a leader you know a man is wired to to be a warrior to f- to to create life or mm-hmm. help create life to provide for that life to protect that yes. life and um and so that needs to be carried through, and 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 it's that, and in that sense, a responsible fatherhood, a loving fatherhood, mm-hmm. that's that's so important uh, for the women to see, to experience, to feel, and and for their uh, children, for their babies, uh, to have to have there, mm-hmm. um, and, and and so it's important. We we need to do things. We need to we need to talk about it. Not be afraid. We we need right. to go to the voting box and and vote pro-life mm-hmm. we need to uh, uh, help our college friends to say hey I'll help you or I'll bring you you know to the women's care center mm-hmm. or I'll you know we'll do something but I will stand by you I help you mm-hmm. not an abortion but let's have life and let's walk through this one day at a time yeah and I'll be there we need we need to stand up I mean how many stories I, I I've heard firsthand of uh, you know where where that didn't happen and the baby is aborted yeah. And so we all we all need to do our share, stand up, speak up, 
make sacrifices. <laughs> I always say again, with men, with fatherhood, take the day off of work. Make that sacrifice. I know it's not always possible, but make the sacrifice. Go pray at the abortion mill or whatever it is that you can do. Yeah, well, it's a great day, a great reminder on this anniversary of Roe v. Wade. We do have our first caller on the phone. Uh, welcome, uh, Tonya. Uh, what is your question? Um, morning. Morning, Father. Good morning, Tonya. Um, I had a question. I was reading in Exodus this morning um, about... Moses, um, God talking to Moses and wanting him to go to Egypt and to, you know, come back and confront Pharaoh and want to take his people away from him. So my question is, in the reading, Moses takes off to go head in that direction, and in the reading it says something like, um, while he was on his way, uh, that um, the Lord tried to kill him. <laughs> uh, it said, uh, it's like, at the lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to kill him. And then this other part that um, I'm struggling with, I didn't, didn't understand how to interpret it. It says, then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and touched Moses' feet with it and said, surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. Um, help? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, why would God want to, why would the Lord want to kill Moses? when he's on his way to do what he told him. And then number two, what's with the skin on the feet? Well, one, it definitely gets your attention. <laughs> if God says I'm going to kill no you. Doubt. No doubt. Um, so it's an attention getter, for sure. But, but, but God is the master of life and death. And God, in, in, in a sense, can do what he wants. And, and it wasn't, God never wants our death. God never wants our destruction. He wants us to live. And so God always speaks the language that we understand, right? Mm -hmm. to, the, to the Egyptians, he spoke through plagues. He spoke exactly the way they'd understand. They would understand something powerful in nature was a powerful God. And so um, when God speaks to us, he's going to make it as easy as possible to understand. Hebrew is the easiest language in the world to learn. Hmm. So God made it as easy as possible for people to convert or for the Israelites to be faithful to him and to hear him, okay? So um, he was getting his attention, and sometimes God does that. We believe we're doing God's will, and he throws a brick in our radiator. <laughs> and, and we say, well, why did you do that, God? Because he wanted us to get off the road and do something else or encounter someone or pray. or th There's always a reason, okay? It, he doesn't want our death. He wants our life. And so he'll do whatever it takes whatever it takes to save us, okay? Mm -hmm. The, the for, uh, cutting the foreskin and so forth, uh, uh, being uh, circumcised and touching the foot, the, that, that's a ritual. There was a ritual that, that he would be consecrated to God, that he'd be giving himself to God mm -hmm. so that he would serve God alone and not be drawn by false gods, uh, uh, be pressured. You know, there's a lot of pressure to follow the false gods, gods especially in marriage. Uh, when, when there was a marriage to a, a pagan, uh, there, was, there was a kind of a contract also, that kind of buying and selling of goods and, and so forth. So it was, it was more than just a marriage. It was drawing you into the whole way of life and society. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, let's worship the false gods. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, again, these the, the God was speaking to him, he would, so he would understand, and then God wanted him to perform a ritual that he would be consecrated to him, and be faithful to him. Does that answer your question, Tonya? 
Wow. I mean, he could have just said something. <laughs> <laughs> but I would dare say Moses was strong-willed. If he had to lead 2.plus uh, yeah. million people through a desert, that guy's a saint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been very strong-willed. And so, again, God's going to speak exactly or, or you know, show him exactly a way in which he would understand and be able to freely choose. Yeah. And and to really humble him too as well. I think the the one aspect too is that, you know, this is after 400 years of slavery in Egypt, right? And so the people of of Israel had largely abandoned the Lord God. They didn't even know who he was. When Moses saw God in the burning bush, he's like, who shall I tell him has sent me? Because he didn't even know God any longer. And God had long before given the covenant of circumcision to the to the people to Abraham and to his children and so they had foregone that that practice they were no longer doing that and Moses was there to bring them back to God mm-hmm. but how could he do that if he's not actually in God's family either and so i think an additional layer too is like this trying to kill him is showing that there's only life in the family of God like mm-hmm. what what Moses is going to do is to restore the family of God and it's it's through connection with that family that that um, there is life, and so Moses himself must first realize this is a life and death thing. Like it's God's not a trivial issue, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, right. Oh, well, and, that's and spiritual life, you know, yeah, like exactly. eternal life, and, exactly. and, and right. not just physical life, which is important. But yeah, but, I mean, the uh, Old Testament kind of focused on the the physical and material as a way of pointing forward. Right toward the spiritual, which is the greater reality, right? right? Exactly. Well, we have another caller, Father Christensen. Uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen from Holly, um, what is your question? Hi. My question was, so, why are the accounts of Jesus' ministry different from one another in the four Gospels, and how do we know which ones are true? Hmm. Well, we know that all of them are true because they are sacred scripture, and it was uh, given to us by the Holy Spirit, uh, and and we know we we know that they're confirmed because they were used in liturgy, they were used in all the sacraments, and so those ones that were used in sacraments we know are true because the Holy Spirit guarantees uh, true uh, tr- truthfulness and fidelity to truth through the liturgy, what we pray and how we worship now uh, there's there's f- actually four of us sitting around this table and if we witness an accident we would probably each uh, say something similar and some of us would say aspects that were different or what we saw or how we experienced that that car accident uh, some things are going to match up some things aren't I'm going to be looking at the wheels and Brad's going to be looking at the the other car and so forth and and so we're all going to kind of see maybe a different aspect so so they don't contradict they actually uh, match up beautifully uh, it's just from four different sets of eyes uh, that we that we have these accounts three of them the synoptic gospels Matthew Mark and Luke actually um, say many similar things uh, John's is a little more uh, theological and, and a little different emphasis. So um, I don't know if, if that helps you, but uh, the, the church tells us that we are obliged to believe, and um, the Holy Spirit has sanctioned that and guarantees that because these are the scriptures that we've used uh, in the liturgy since the very beginning of the church. Mm. Mm. Excellent. 
Thank you, Father. Yeah, that is wonderful. Yeah. I would just want to ask our uh, listeners to call in to 877-795-0122, or you can submit a question on Facebook. Uh, but it's just so wonderful when we have our callers call in. And we've had a couple and, heavy hitters this morning. Those yeah, are, for those sure. Those are not softballs that <laughs> got thrown at you, Father. And you can see how, how brilliantly Father is able to respond. So we invite you to call in and submit your questions. Join the conversation. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the issue of life, but as you can see, it doesn't need to be necessarily about uh, about that exclusively. It could be about oh, anything. anything at all. Yeah. Call in, uh, get your comments uh, or questions. Uh, send those to Father Christian, send Father Joseph here at 877-795-0122. That was, that was great work, Father. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. take yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've talked some about um, your work at St. Gianna's Maternity Home. Um, tell us about about you, though, and, and the beauty of religious life. Uh, tell us about your, maybe your discernment. Sure. Yeah, and, you said yeah. That, that they were yeah. praying for nuns and funds, but they got, they got <laughs> they what, friars, what friars? friars and poverty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us about that, Father. Well, it's, a, it's a beautiful way of life. I, I love living a religious life, and, um, you know, it's, it's a total consecration to Christ through Mary is is kind of our spirituality uh, Franciscan Marian Colbian but the, but the freedom of in making the vows of poverty chastity obedience that we're free to serve we're free to serve 24/7 to give ourselves completely and that's 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 a beautiful gift we're not punching a clock per se in in, in that sense we're not bound by debts and and, mm-hmm. and so forth we rely on god we we do work hard and we do pray hard mm-hmm. and uh, but but trusting in that divine providence that god will provide for us so we live completely uh you know on donations but then that allows us to to give of ourselves and give of our time and be available to the mothers and the staff and the babies it makes us available to the to the youth at summer camp preaching parish missions uh, i have a third order group uh of, for lay people secular people uh once a month uh covering on weekends help covering when a priest needs a substitute uh or just you know giving retreats spiritual direction and just the daily sacraments of mass and confession and counseling and, and so forth and praying uh, you know i think our first and foremost uh, apostolate is prayer to, to pray there's so many needs uh, not not just for life and, and and the gospel of life to reign in people's hearts and I and I pray for that every day I remember that at mass I think everyone should pray at least a Hail Mary something mm-hmm. something every day to end the scourge um, and if I can just <laughs> throw this in is that that um, you know I've been to Mexico I've been to the pyramids I've climbed not all the way to the top it's a little <laughs> difficult in the habit I got a little nervous <laughs> but I was there and and you know there were sacrifices on certain days 40 to 80,000 uh, uh, human beings were sacrificed wow. were killed uh, on those feast days and so hundreds of thousands that were killed uh, uh, by by the Aztecs people, and and it was through Bishop Zamaraga, who is a holy man. I think he's a servant God, at least, and and a prayerful man. And he prayed a novena. He prayed a novena to Our Lady because things were getting so reckless and such tension politically, and uh, bad examples too on on the Spanish and Catholic part too. Uh, but but so he prayed to Our Lady a novena, 
And boy, did she answer in a powerful yeah, way. Yeah. Coming to, as you mentioned before, uh, St. Juan Diego, Lady Guadalupe, leaving her mantle, which converted millions, mm-hmm. millions yes. in, 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 a, in a short 17 years mm-hmm. um, and, and ever since. And, and, and my point is, I went to those pyramids, which were altars of sacrifice of human beings, and now it's a museum. Mm-hmm. Now it's a museum. There's no more murders. Mm-hmm. There's no more killing of innocent, mm-hmm. of human beings. And so the same will happen, will happen, and the same can happen here in this country and throughout the world. Our Lady will be victorious. She's going to crush the head of Satan. Satan is the father of death, the father of lies. And so, uh, you know, we need to pray. And, and even though we're a little community in little Warsaw, mm-hmm. uh, helping the little Gianna home there, uh, it's important. And it, it's what we all do and what we all pray and the sacrifices we make. And so I, I, I love this way of life, the freedom that comes, that we're available uh, to, to bring God's love, to bring God's healing, to bring God's hope. Mm. Yeah, wow. it's really beautiful, wow. Father. You know, the readings today, too, are so profound for it being the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. When you think of the first book of Samuel and the story of, uh, well, David and Goliath, David and the Philistine, and there's so many mm-hmm. correlations we can make to this, you know, this day and that this issue. this reading issue. comes this day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By chance, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> by God's divine design. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, can you share a little bit about the reading? It, it, it struck me definitely as preparing the readings for today's uh, Holy Mass and and uh, being on the show here. Uh, you know, when, 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 um, when the... Uh, I'm sorry. This is my play. When the Philistine, when when Goliath comes up against David, and he says, "I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, uh, I'm a, am I a dog? You come up against me with a staff. Come here, and I'll leave your 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 flesh for the birds of the air." And and David simply answers, not afraid. You know, he's a little boy, this big man of a warrior with a lot of experience. He says, "You come against me with sword, spear, and scimitar, but I'll come against you in the name of the Lord of Hosts." Mm-hmm. So there, there's, <laughs> the God, your, the there's God your prayer. Of the armies of Israel, you've insulted today. The Lord will deliver you into my hands, mm. into my hands. And a few lines down, it says, "For the battle is the Lord's," mm-hmm. and we have to remember that right. we're instruments. We help. But the battle is the Lord's, and he's going to win because he is the giver of life. He is life itself. And in the end, he's going to win. In eternity, we're made for heaven. We're made for life. And so this gives us great encouragement. You know, the little David going up against the big Goliath Mm -hmm. because God fought for him. And this is why we need to pray. We need to do penance. We need to fast. Uh, And, um, you know, sometimes that's that's difficult, but we do what we can. Mm -hmm. And when we all do it, it's all piling up Mm -hmm. uh, in a great mound of grace that's going to come through in a powerful way like Our Lady of Guadalupe, our Lord who came through our Lady of Guadalupe and continues to come through mm-hmm. her, it, it, it's coming. And, and, and there are many victories. I mean, many of our ladies speak about uh, how they were pressured or how they were thinking about or how they were even going to have an abortion. Uh, we, had a, we had a gal four or five years ago that went through the first part of a two-part abortion. And the baby, she didn't go back the second day. The baby, miraculously, is perfectly healthy. Wow. Yes, perfectly healthy. And so there's there's many beautiful uh, uh, miracles every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, and I think that I think that we we tend to think like, you know, Planned Parenthood is this Goliath, and they are, but I really truly feel they're 
very small compared to how many people who are pro-life. But if we don't speak and we don't act and we don't pray and we don't get involved in this, the support of uh, life for the unborn, in the support of taking care of the women who have been found in these unplanned pregnancies, some by no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's just very difficult when society just um, tells them that's what they're worth, yeah. you know, and, and so, and they get caught in this, uh, you know, really without any, f- I, I don't want to say without any fault, but definitely a large part. So we need to be... We need to show that they're not the Goliath, that we are the the strong uh, people of God, mm-hmm. you know, carrying out His will. Right, there and are other options. There, yes. You can opt for life, which do, it is not so damaging and destructive to mm-hmm. everyone involved. Right. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, healing. It's life-giving. It's, it's grace-filled. Uh, there can be joy. Mary Pat and Father Hills, when they built the chapel uh, behind the tabernacle, there's a mural of... A Blessed Virgin Mary meeting Saint Elizabeth, and above it, the babe, uh, the baby in in my womb leapt for joy. Yeah, and 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 that's what we want the mothers to experience that that joy, that love, and and the dignity. You know, the home right. is beautiful, a beautiful place, a beautiful home, and um, to show them you are worth it. You are worth it. Yeah. No matter who you are, no matter what you come from, you're worth it. Every and, every and, child of God yeah. is worth it, yes. uh, but it takes us working together yeah. and not being silent. Uh, we just want to, in fact, not being silent. We have a few minutes here, so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Please call. We can take maybe one or two more questions, but please give us a ring. Yeah, I, uh, you know the statistics show that you know sixty four percent of the women were pressured, you know, by someone. Right. You know, and so that that to, to have an abortion, so that that's that's a negative influence. We need to encourage them. We need to inform them. We need to love them. Reach out to them with a positive mm-hmm. uh, answer, and and to you know put our money where our mouth is, and and mouth where our money is. <laughs> well, well, I think to truly be true, you know, pro-life, when these situations come into uh, into our sphere of where we live, we need to be supportive of, of them in those situations. I had a friend called, uh, you know, her daughter had an unplanned pregnancy, and I'm like, but thank you for being pro-life. Thank mm-hmm. you for being the kind of mom that your daughter felt comfortable coming and talking to you. Thank you right. for supporting her when right. she gave the news that she gave you. Right. And and this beautiful little two-year-old is just so precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so that's that's the next step. That's being pro-life. You know, it's not just saying we want to defend uh, the unborn or we want uh, chastity, mm-hmm. you know, which is important. But when that when that doesn't happen, right, you know, right. and then we need to be pro-life and supporting that life that was created. And I think realistically, you know, we can speak to the embarrassment. Uh, we can speak to, uh, you know, maybe being condemning or, you know, a reaction, you know, like, Oh my goodness! You know this is terrible. Uh, you know, kind of the first initial reaction, but right that we we have to <laughs> switch that and say, okay, now what 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 do I need to do? We need to say thank you for choosing life, number one, right, and exactly. begin it there, right. and then work it out and yeah, figure and, out and to how say, to it's make it's gonna it. work out. Yep. We're going to walk through this exactly. We can, uh, you know, there's people that will help us. Women's Care yeah. Center and all kinds of pregnancy help centers and the church and so forth. So, right, not to be condemning, 
but to be loving, uh, compassionate, direct, and uh, and to help them uh, to to uh, be able to to do what they need to do. Yeah, and, and on that note, for the women who did choose abortion, we need to also be merciful exactly. and help them heal from those wounds. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Helping them to confession, helping them. Rachel's Vineyard yes. is a great resource mm-hmm. to, to find a healing, not only for the mothers, even for the fathers yeah. uh, now that they uh, welcome. So, um, absolutely, the, the, to, to help them to find healing. Many of them are very ashamed, very ashamed, mm-hmm. and so it's very hard for them to admit and to come forward. And so, uh, again, we need to have that compassion and yeah. openness so that they would be willing to to say what they need and simply that message that you're you're loved you know there's yes. nothing that we can do that will stop the the love of the father for us right there's simply exactly. no right, way exactly. you can surrender it yes right you can't make god not love you yeah <laughs> yeah and and it's important for us as catholics uh to make sure that we have that mercy and that we realize every person in a difficult situation is a child of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Father, uh, we want to thank you for being on with us this oh, morning. It's, it always it's flies by. It's, yes, it it's does. great having it's amazing. you for sure. Uh, and, and again, you were. Wow, you were an all-star a champ with some of those tough questions that you had this morning. So well, thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here and happy to to be pro-life. I'm glad yeah, my mother was pro-life and my father. And amen to that. And um, we pray that everyone becomes pro-life. Absolutely. Well, we also want to thank uh, our callers this morning uh, for your questions and a reminder that this segment is on at 9:30 Central every Monday through Friday. Up next, it's a gift to the pro-life community in Duluth. How are things going for the North Star, uh, the the star of the North Maternity Home after two years? Stay tuned to find out, and later in the show, a special invitation to pray for the unborn. We're broadcasting live from the Women's Care Center in Fargo, where Brad Gray and Janine Bitson. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live.